Indeed, indeed, the harder it gets, the harder I praise. The harder it gets, the harder I praise. been sitting up here and just feeling like it's just all so much. I keep wanting to cry. I want to cry because my heart is just absolutely broken. And we were blessed to be here together. Singing and praising and baptizing and loving and proclaiming and saying yes Yes, we will rise in the morning, and yes, we will breathe, and yes, we will worship our God, and yes, we will come in this place, and yes, we will dance and throw open the doors and let our songs resound with hope and joy. Yes, the harder things are, the harder I'll praise. It's all so much, so grateful, so grateful today My goodness, I get to celebrate this anniversary of my birth with you in this place. I mean that. This is life. This is a life beyond any life that I anticipated or thought I deserved. And it makes me want to cry with joy and with wonder and with humility. And this is this yes day. You see, it's just all so much saying yes to all of this. It's the third Sunday of Advent, and for those of us that were not raised in a tradition of celebrating such things, we are invited to experience that through this month we light candles anticipating the light of the world that's coming in this, the season of increasing darkness. Wonder of wonders, this light that even now is arriving. The season of Advent, we light candles to affirm and to rejoice and to claim hope and love, joy and peace, Christ, the light of the world. This week we celebrate the third Sunday, Joy Sunday, as Reverend Dr. Michael is lifting up as we began our worship together. It is also in some traditions known as Gaudete Sunday, meaning the joy of children specifically. It is children that get lifted up during this third Sunday. And just as at an earlier time I would have thought saying things in the midst of horrible tragedy like, I'm going to praise God anyway, I would have thought at an earlier time, what a superficial, ridiculous statement. Don't you understand the gravity and the horror How can you say, oh, praise God in all things? That that is you not looking directly into the heart of light and seeing what is found there. At one time, I would have thought that. But I understand something differently. (laughs) What it takes to praise in the midst of such things is a kind of strength and courage and faith that I'm only just now beginning to grow into. It's a faith that is brave and life-giving. 
It's a faith that says yes and does not run away, does not turn away, but moves into and through, lifting up all that is good in the face of anything that would hold it back. It is a faith of life in the face of death. Jesus Christ, life in the face of death. And so just as I would have, but now, have a different experience, this child celebration that we have on the third Sunday, I used to think it was just this sweet little thing, bring the kids out, aren't they cute, la la la. Okay, but go on, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> but today I am so uh, struck that we celebrate these children, we lift up the children because we live for the children. And I mean that with depth and weight. What is it we're doing here? If not living life into the world in such a way that it becomes the world that we would want for all the generations to come. We lift up the children because children show us and affirm us in all their wonderful spontaneity and playful and real and all life, over and over, life, 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 life. And it's wonderful that it's so much joy and life and death and darkness and light and hope and wonder, all of it. Yes, all of it, yes. We have this word, Naked Spirituality series that we've been doing, this Naked Spirituality being, what is it that will invite us more and more truly into a presence with God that is letting go of all the stuff that gets in between us? And so we've been following this series through for a number of weeks now, Brian McLaren has a series actually of 12 words. We are on the 11th of those 12 words, yes. And it's so weird to me. I would have thought it would have been the first word, right? Yes, God. And that's how we'd begin. Yes, God. But that's not it. It's here. It's, it's the second to last of the series. In fact, it's the last real word next week. The word is dot, dot, dot. So we look forward to seeing what's in that. Yes is the almost last word. Why is that? The first word is here. Here I am, God. And the next word is oh, oh. the oh of discovering here God is too. Oh. And then the next word after that is thanks. Thanks. Oh, my. And that's how we begin with all that delightful discovery. Here I am, and here God is, and oh, thank you. It is good. And then we move a little bit into our humanness there. And do you know what that's about? <laughs> it's wonderful, and it's some other stuff. And so we encounter ourselves, and the next word that comes forward for us is sorry. Sorry, because we encounter the places in us that are limited and not as we most long to be.
And so in that place, of course, our next word is help. Help. I can't do this alone. Help. I can't even do this at my best. Some days, help. And that word draws us closer to God. Help. And then we have please. Please. The word that moves us into this very tender vulnerability of asking and not knowing. And that opens the space into this very complex part of our journey of the next three words, the big picture words, the hard human words. You know, when, when God, when, when, when is this going to stop? When will you show yourself? When will I heal? When will the world be a safe place for our children? When, God? When? And as we move into the real, authentic push and pull of relationship with God, with when, we are moved right smack up to no. No. No more, God, do you hear me? No more dead children, no. No, I can't take another cancer diagnosis in my family, no. No, I can't make it another minute. You are too late, no. It is the raw, real, get down in it with God word. It's the kind of word, it's the kind of real that we only get with relationships that we are sticking in with. When it gets like that and we're not sticking in, we walk away, whatever. But we're not whatevering God in that moment. We're not whatevering at all. We're saying right here, right now, get with me. It looks hard on the outside, but it is a very tender moment of commitment. And in that place of commitment, we are freed to start saying, why God, why? We wear ourselves out with the no. We wear ourselves out till finally we're like, okay. Just tell me why. If it is what it is, just tell me why. If I can understand, I can do this thing. Why? And people of God, beloved ones, I'm sorry to tell you that the why stays open for the most part. It stays open long enough that at some point we surrender back into God's arms and we say, you are so much bigger than I can comprehend. And I have a choice to either accept that or resist that. But whether I accept or resist, it is what is. You are so much bigger than I can understand. And the beauty, the awe, the incredibleness of that word, why, can open us into the bigness of God where all of a sudden, we never know the moment, but you know this. You've exhausted yourself with sorrow, resistance, 
emptiness, and one morning, the sun rises and you feel a peace you haven't felt in forever. One evening, you look at the stars in the sky and all of a sudden, like a light switch, you realize the beauty that God has created all around you like you haven't seen it in years. That bigness of I don't understand becomes the bigness of behold. Behold the Grand Canyon. Behold the raindrops on that spider web in the moonlight. Behold the face of my beloved. Behold this new child. Look at his feet and his hands. Look at this one with her smile. God's creation. Behold. And the light of God gets big and moves through us and we are lifted into this place. Behold. And from that place of behold, we are invited into the deep yes. Not the easy first blush, sure, God, here I am. I'm your girl, let's do this thing. It's the yes of I've been through what life is giving. And I have stayed with you because I have discovered that you stay with me. And I don't know what this means anymore, but I don't need to know the details. I'm gonna say yes to the one thing. And the one thing is, the harder it gets, the harder I praise. And the one thing is, in and through it all, I will choose to walk with God. The one thing is, I am yours and you are mine. That one thing is gonna be the only thing, sometimes it won't feel like enough, but it is. It's the life within our life. We say yes to the life within our life. And make no mistake, it is a broken-hearted path that we go. It's a broken-hearted path because there's no other way that love gets in, that love gets out. Broken hearts are the only way we can move through the world and be together. My heart needs to break open with love for you and yours for me. My heart has to break open with compassion for you and you for me. My heart has to break open with delight. Last night I was blessed to join with a number of you here and here at this celebration showcase for people who have done joyful singing. A series for people choosing to say yes into a place of fear and get up and start singing. Can you imagine people afraid to sing but choosing to sing, saying yes and walking in? And they had the celebration showcase last night where they performed in front of friends and family and loved ones, right up close. It scared me to death to even think about it. And it was so beautiful, so beautiful. It's one thing to be among singers, oh, you know, sing, and you think, oh, that's so wonderful, beautiful, moves me, amazes me. It's not me, but I love it. That's good, that is good. But there's something else 
about sitting in a room with people that you think, that's just like me, and look at her go. That's just like me, shaking like that, but look at him belt it out. Okay, that sounds even like me, maybe not so great, but look at what he's doing. He's singing anyway. Not perfect, so brave. We need our hearts broken open like that to look at each other and see ourselves and see what's possible and to celebrate and to affirm our hearts need to be broken all over the place for us to be in this life together, right? And part of that is we get broken open with grief. Broken open, broken open, broken open. And it makes available these truths. That the thing is, as much as we want to, as much as we might feel we need to, we cannot protect our children completely. We can't. As much as we want to and might feel we need to, we can't protect ourselves completely. Along those lines, we just really can't prepare for everything. Think of your life right now. Think of how many things in it have happened without your preparing for them, right? Some of those things, the most wonderful thing in the world. Who knew that when I was pulled over at the side of the road with that flat tire, that you would show up to help me fix it? And we've been riding the happy road ever since. <laughs> Some of those unprepared for, unexpected moments are incredible. What, another child? We were hoping to adopt just one. You mean you have, oh, three, did you say three? We weren't prepared for three. How many of the moments of our life that are the most glorious and wonderful? God, you want me to live in the South? <laughs> Do you understand? I'm from San Francisco. I lived 10 years in New York. Did you say Houston? <laughs> I don't think I'm prepared for that, but they have nice boots. I'll, I'll consider it. I'm serious, sad, but serious. So many other things we don't prepare for are the wonderful ways that God invites us into the yes of our lives. Yes, and we don't know what's gonna happen next, but the catch is, we can't also protect ourselves against the heartbreak. You know, she helped fix my tire. And then three years later, she helped fix someone else's tire, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, we can't prepare for everything and we cannot protect ourselves against heartbreak. We have three children. And what it has done to our relationship with each other has required a great deal of effort to tend to. And caring for three, do you know how many more times you're likely to have your heart broken? At least nine, because I think it triples every time. <laughs> it's an exponential increase, right? You see, we can't prepare, we can't really protect. And that, in many ways, gets us to the point of the matter, which is this. 
We can't do those things and still say yes to life. Because the minute I protect too much, what happens? I'm shut down. I'm effectively not living, otherwise known as death. And if I over-prepare and spend so much time preparing for what could happen and what might happen, well, I might just be preparing myself away from living my own life. I'm prepared for everything and not doing anything, otherwise known effectively as death. But we have a God who calls us into life, and life in all that life is. And in order for us to make that, yes, God gives us one critical thing, God's promise. God's promise that we are beloved and claimed by God, and there is not one single thing that can separate us from God's presence and God's love and God's provision for us. Now hear me, I am not doing one of those if it happens, it's all how God wants it, God's going to do good things, it's God's will, because this is a day where I stand very mindful that I would not ever be the preacher that could look at one of those parents and speak words like, God moves in mysterious ways. I cannot look in the face of one of those parents and say, well, your child picked up a gun. God's will, we can't always understand it. I can't do that. And I am also not one of those preachers that can lift a word to us all and say, you know, God works in all things for good, and you know, it's just one of those things that you have to admit, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Because that's more than we can handle. There are things that are more than we can handle, which is the reason for faith. <laughs> which is the reason the promise of God matters. Because we have to be able to turn to God and to know God is there and hasn't left us in the moment where we can't bear it, where there is no good to be claimed from it. That's the place precisely where we need to know God will not abandon us, but will hold us close. Does that mean we will not be torn open with grief? No, it means we'll be held until we can heal. Does that mean we will not be shattered by all the horrors around or immediately near us? No, but it means that we will not be alone in the putting back together of life in the face of death. We have a resurrection God, not a no-death God. We have a God that was born to us for the fullness of life so that this one could say everything all of it, every moment of love and grief, yes, I am with you. We have that God arriving to us in this manger. That God who says, here I come. I'm saying yes 
to be with you through it all and watch because in the end of life, I will bring life again. Not no death, but life again. That's our God, the life again God. And so we can be courageous in our faith and we can say yes to one another in our grief and we can open our hearts wide to the love and the joy and the hope and the emptiness that sometimes moves us away and come back again. We can do it all. We can say yes to the whole of it because we have that God that says yes to the whole of us, for us, through us, and in us. And this is the thing in the end that matters most, that we pass on to our children, not that we protected them from everything, not that we prepared them for everything, but that we infused in the whole of their being the reality and conviction that they are beloved children of promise and that we have lived our own lives reflecting that promise by giving to one another when we need it, by being fair to one another in our dealings, by creating a world together that is just and merciful and blessed because it is so hard. We take our step-by-step -step way of living the light of the world with one another so that we might know together the truth of that deep joy that we can say yes to anything because we have a God that has said yes to everything and we will not make our way alone. The spiritual life is a yes life. Let us say yes. Merry Christmas.